0: Welcome to CII Radio. I'm Emran Hughes, Communications Director of the Chartered Insurance Institute. In this episode, I'll be speaking to Eleanor Moore and David Irvine. In this episode of the podcast, we're talking about how 2022 marks 125 years since the local institutes came together to form the federation which would evolve into the Chartered Insurance Institute. We'll reflect on the value local institutes provide to members and how they have evolved to meet today's professionals' needs. I'm joined by Eleanor Moore, President of the Insurance Institute of Manchester, and David Irvine, National Membership Engagement Manager at the CII. Um, To find out more about this podcast and for useful links, go to thejournal.cii.co.uk forward slash podcasts. Welcome, Eleanor and David. Uh,
1: Hi, Emma. Thank you for having us.
0: Yes. Hi, Emma. Thank you. It's
2: uh, a pleasure to talk about the
0: Institute. Um, So, Eleanor, Manchester is one of our oldest local institutes and provided the CI with their first ever president. If we fast forwarded him to 2022... What would he recognise of the Manchester Local Institute of today? I think he would recognise that the pillars that they put in place
2: at the time when the, that the Institute was formed are still there. There is a focus on education, um, professionalism, networking and bringing together these professionals to share their knowledge and that still exists very much. I think technology has changed massively and he would be a bit shocked at what we have in place at the moment and uh, the buildings have changed we have a lot of big glass buildings now I think the diversity that we have now would shock them in a good way it's fantastic now that women see insurance as a fulfilling career and that there are so many women in the industry and that there is such um now, financial, social background diversity as well. So, I think they would be very proud of what they achieved, of what they started, and what is still going.
0: So, yeah, he'd see a lot of progress in terms of building on the foundations that he started. Obviously, so much has changed for so many people as a result of the pandemic. What impact did the pandemic have on the way um, your local institute supported members?
2: So initially, we obviously took our CPD programme online and we have delivered over 100 hours of CPD online now, which is amazing. We adapted really quickly, but it was actually what our members were asking for. So not only did we offer the technical subjects, we offered a lot of soft skills and mental health subjects as well to provide that reassurance that we're all going through the same thing, but that support is out there. The CPD programme being delivered online meant that it was more accessible to our members. So we saw the numbers of attendees soar. And that can only be a good thing. So going forward, we will be offering hybrid CPD programmes. So we will do the face-to-face events, but we'll also be offering virtual ones as well which is great the other things we did we offered a few virtual social events so that people could continue to network we did a virtual dinner as well which was really well received and great fun um, and included awards we, we offered an award ceremony as part of that and and that was really uh, well received as well and it was a very positive thing to do I think the other thing to sort of note is that we had to, I had to serve a second term. Well, I didn't have to, I chose to. And it was the first time in peacetime. So the the last president to serve a double term was actually during World War II. And I feel very proud of that, that we did step up to the, the plate and we
0: have provided the support, the continuous professional development for all our members should feel very proud, Eleanor. I think, you know, at the start of the pandemic, many people thought, my gosh, how would you engage and connect with others? And wonderful to hear how you've managed to, you know, achieve even greater engagement and connection during a time when, you know, for for a lot of the last two years, we were having to stay at home and save lives and protect the NHS. So that was wonderful. David, how have other local institutes adapted the way they support and provide, um, provide for members in the current times?
1: Well, pretty similar to Manchester, to be fair, Emma, so the USP of our volunteer network is the fact that the local membership proposition is developed for members by members, and that's that's always been the case. But it's safe to say that network has evolved massively to meet modern membership needs. So across the UK, we currently have 56 local institutes, and they're all run by a network of volunteers and supported by the CI's regional membership team. It does actually deliver on a number of key aspects of the membership proposition, including a technical CPD programme, revision support, networking events, and various engagement initiatives. And over the past couple of years, I've been immensely proud of how the network has modernised, especially following the pandemic. As Ellen has just mentioned, historically, institutes have always focused on face-to-face technical programmes. But during the first few months of 2020, these programmes needed to move online. And our volunteers embrace this new way of working with open arms, so much so that they delivered a record number of engagement touch points across 2020. We actually ordered local institute output on an annual basis. And across 2021, the network surpassed those 2020 figures, rolling out over 2,000 activities across the UK and delivering over 70,000 engagement touch points. On top of these technical CPD programmes, well, Institutes are now running more and more engagement initiatives created to develop relationships with members at a local level. And this can be anything from revision support and mentoring through to events covering diversity and mental health. It's actually amazing to see how our volunteers support their members at a local level.
0: I was going to say, and showing shown some real ingenuity as well for the forthcoming issue of the journal. Um, we've got the founding local institutes of the federation reflecting on what it is to be a modern, relevant, and diverse local institute. And I think I was entertained by, I think, the um, Insurance Institute for Leeds had introduced a virtual escape room on the topic of diversity, which, I mean, the mind boggles, David, oh, in definitely. terms of of the ingenious ways they're coming up with <laughs>
1: Exactly. We've seen the, you know, the network change massively, you know, even I've been at the CII for a number of years now, and the output from the network is unbelievable. You couldn't write it. And, you know, it used to be historically based on simple, you know, CPD technical programs. That's changed hugely over the past few years. So the delivery of everything from, as I've just said, you know, networking activities, revision seminars, you know, covering stuff like diversity, like mental health. This is just the type of stuff our members need from our local institute network. And and it's great to see all this taking place across not just one or two institutes, but the entirety of the local institute network. That's 56 institutes.
0: I mean, also reflecting on it, as Eleanor touched on, I mean, our first president, who was also president of the Manchester Institute, very much the goals were to set up um, a network where people could share good practice, share challenges that they face, to mentor each other, to help raise professional standards. And, you know, well, Eleanor, what do you think he'd have made of a virtual um, reality um, escape room on the topic of diversity? I bet that would would have been beyond his wildest expectations of what we'd be doing in 2022. (laughs) Yeah, I don't
2: think that would have been on the radar at all, but I think he would be very pleased with it and uh,
1: embrace it as we all have. Definitely. I think there's an expectation now, to be fair Emma, our members expect this type of things from us as a professional body and obviously the 56 institutes are part of us as a professional body. I always see the, the local institute network as being the, the face of the CII at a local level and it should be as diverse as possible.
0: And Obviously Eleanor touched on there, David, very much going to hybrid because you know, while line's been great in terms of you know widening, increasing engagement with our activity, um, with local institute activities, there is very much that appetite for kind of getting back to face to face, in some ways. So, how does the CII group support the activities of local institutes with that sort of offering? I know we've got connect mentoring, our work with universities. Can you talk a bit more about that, David?
1: Yeah, so so basically, you know, the local institute now we're at the fifty 56- six. Institutes across the UK, as I've already said, it, it's a historic kind of face-to-face proposition that has moved online and it's been so successful online. And as Eleanor mentioned, we, we've seen bonds on seats increase tenfold if a monastema, which has been absolutely fantastic. For me and, and the team, seeing more and more people engage with local institutes than ever before is just a huge, huge thumbs up. As a team, we continue to continue. Continue to support the local institute network, and we, we've had the 56 institutes approach us as an organisation say so they do want to get back to face-to-face activities. I see that changing very, very slightly though, and I think most of the network has fed back is that they're happy for their CVD technical programme of 45 minutes events will remain online. What they want to get back in the field to do is is the networking activities, the mentor schemes, the you know the talking about diversity, the the talking to peers, talking to colleagues, etc. And there's still a space in the arena for that. And I can't wait for the local institute network to to start to embrace that again. It is the USP of the network after all, Emma.
0: And also, you know, I imagine like there's an appetite among local Institute members to perhaps get back out there, you know, in terms of the way we help them establish links with schools and universities, you know, to really exactly. push talent into the profession by, you know, conveying our passion for it.
1: Definitely. Well, we, we've got a number of, uh, of a team who were directly involved with our universities and schools across the, the, the UK and the local Institute network have never been shy of, of embracing that support. Many local institutes go into schools, go into universities to support that team, to profile what we do as a profession. And, you know, it's an age old thing where where people have often said to me that they fell into insurance. Let's not make that the case anymore. Let's have people wanting to get into insurance, wanting to get into financial services and the local institute network is part of that journey, definitely, and part of that messaging. I
0: was going to say, David, I've never interviewed a CEO of a um, financial services company that said as a small child, they one day dreamed of achieving the heady heights of um, leading. But I mean, this is a profession where you're making a real difference to people's lives in terms of improving their financial resilience. So I agree with you, David. Great to get Kind of people out there talking about it. I mean, in the February to March edition of the journal, um, we've got um, many presidents of um, our local institutes sharing that they feel it's vital to their success to have that two-way relationship with the CII group. Um, Eleanor and David, would you agree with that? Eleanor, over to you. Yeah, most definitely.
2: We benefit from the fact that there are 56 institutes out there and we can learn from each other. We listen to what they are doing what's successful for them what their members want and do we need to mirror that in our own institute and we also get support with things like um, advertising for roles and you know the 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 knowledge that David has of the institute as a whole and how that can
0: help and support us Um, so David yeah would you agree that the two-way relationship is key
1: yeah, most most definitely agree to be fair, Emma. That that two-way relationship is extremely important for, for both the CI and the local institute network. As mentioned, my, my team are in place, which has actually naturally developed this relationship and created additional visibility for our local institutes and the work that they actually undertake. I I, I can't fail to say this enough, but the, the annual output from our volunteers just it never fails to impress me, if I'm honest. And I'd like to publicly thank all of our volunteers on. amazing job that they do i truly believe that the cii's local membership proposition is actually second to none on top of all that we we do also have a vice president who is solely responsible for the local institute network and david ross will he attends board meetings and other meetings across the cii to to what i like to call the volunteer voice so he ensures that that volunteer voice is, is always heard we also actually have a quarterly local institute national forum meeting attended by key representatives from across the local institute network and this group is in place to ensure that the network is aware of key projects and initiatives that are being developed to aid memberships whether that's local membership proposition or even the national membership proposition and then finally probably the most important thing for me is that we do actually host an annual volunteer conference every single year which allows our volunteers to speak directly with the CII network and then importantly, share good practice with one another.
0: Indeed. I mean, what was it, our greatest ambassadors and um, way to raise public trust in the profession. Thank both of you for sharing, kind of, you know, reflecting on our heritage and also sharing how local institutes and the CII group are evolving to meet members' needs today. Um, To find out more about this podcast and for useful links, go to thejournal.cii.co.uk forward slash podcasts or follow us on Twitter at CII Group. Until next time, stay safe and thank you for listening to CII Radio.